understated presents LA Underground with Lucan. Girl, I'll house you. Say what? LA Underground. Now give me something to dance to. Dance to. Understated LA. This is only the beginning. Clever the way everything blends together. And my sound's laid down by the underground. LA Underground. About Wukan. Wukan. You're listening to the Understated Recordings Podcast, L.A. Underground. Hello, and welcome to the 22nd episode of Understated Presents, L.A. Underground, with me, your host for the next hour, Rukin. We have an incredible show this week and uh, we'll obviously be beginning the show kicking off with some unreleased music from the label and this week we're going to be featuring um, some music off the upcoming compilation uh, which is just full of absolute beauties. Micah is one of the co-founders of Understated Recordings and the Understated brand and his story is really interesting. We had a great interview so I'm really looking forward to playing that for you shortly. Let's get right into it and the first track off the compilation that we're featuring is from a really good friend of mine. This track is from Mesa, it's called Gypsy and it's featuring Jazveen.
In the background, you're listening to another track from the compilation from Understated. It's called Antimatter from Stew. Up next is a track from an EP that just came out this weekend. It's from a future guest on the show, Craig Williams, who will be with us in a couple of weeks' time. He's collaborated with Kim Ahn on this track, and this is called Daylight.
great track there by Craig and Kim, and I can't wait for you to hear the rest of this compilation. It really is some of the best music in one compilation I've heard for a very long time. And now it's the time of the show where we bring on our special guest, and this is the interview between me and Micah Smith. So with me right now is a very important man in the understated family. Um, Micah Smith is with us today, and he is one of the co-founders and the strategic director of Understated. Uh, initially, obviously, uh, the Understated in terms of the parties, and now, of course, the record label as well. He is an LA native and a producer and a DJ and a man with a whole lot of experience in the LA underground and therefore obviously the perfect driver of the understated boss. And I'm really excited to have finally um, cornered him and got him on the show to have a, a chat and, and dig a little deeper into what understated is all about. Please welcome Micah Smith. Hey, thanks for having me on. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. It's so good to have you. So you grew up in West LA and uh, presumably, uh, when you were a kid, you were thinking about bringing something to the table in terms of dance music in Los Angeles. What was the problem you were trying to solve or what was the in extra ingredient you were going to bring into the soup? Yeah, so um, I would say, you know, I kind of came up in dance music with like, you know, EDC and Monster Massive and Hard and those bigger events. Um, and I kind of saw them transforming over the years as I was getting more and more into them. Um, it's then I was noticing that, you know, just dance music culture as a whole here was becoming very focused on the spectacle. Um, and it was all about, you know, who could have the biggest, baddest drops, who could have the biggest stage production and the most fireworks. Um, and so, you know, what I wanted to bring to the table was kind of, I guess, like reactionary towards that. Um, and I wanted to, you know, bring it back to kind of the way it was in earlier incarnations, at least the way that I had, you know, had heard that things used to be. Um, and just wanted to make it, you know, make it a little bit more about the community and the experience, um, you know, and the people coming together to just, you know, celebrate life and connect with each other. And, you know, made it you know, kind of wanted to make it a little bit more about um, just, you know, a little bit more simple and community focused really and then and and obviously that happened i mean if anyone who's been to an understated party uh, that perfectly describes the vibe right yeah. um so how did that evolve then into wanting to start a label and then bringing artists into that fold um so i uh you know we were i've always been a producer um always been really interested in that and interested in working with other producers um but I never really had like a platform to release my music on you know I was making tunes and you know sending them out and they weren't getting any love from the labels that I wanted to release with um so kind of event you know being involved with a label it always was kind of something that was in the back of my mind um you know I went to college with Andrew Condi um and he's has you know he's got a great deal of experience managing and working with labels he's you know, pretty much worked every job in the label and label adjacent industries. Um, so it was just a very, a very natural progression. Um, you know, all the people that we were working with were all making these great tunes and having similar problems of not having anywhere to release them. Um, and, you know, Andrew had the know-how to do it, um, you know, and throwing parties had kind of, 
you know, given us a little bit of street credit within the community of producers that we were working with. And, you know, we saw a great opportunity to kind of tie it all together. And yeah, so our first one was with, was Von Gold. And, you know, he was complaining about not getting any love on where he, what he was doing. And we were just like, hey, you know, let's let's try to do this and just see where it goes. Where it's come so fast is 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 such an achievement. Um, and so let's go back a little bit. So you talk about the the roots of the scene, right? And yeah. the, and the vibe that was before the EDM explosion. Yeah. How do you know about it? Uh, so I studied music history in college, um, and I took a history of electronic dance music as like one of my uh, one of my prereqs. God, if that had been available to me when I was at college, that's all I would have done. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, so, you know, I learned about, you know, I learned a little bit about like, you know, Chicago and Detroit dance music culture and learned about like, you know, the evolution of like raving in the UK um, and Acid House and all that. And, you know, and then that kind of got me diving a little further. And I wrote my, I ended up writing my uh, senior thesis paper about um, the commercialization of dance music and how it led to, you know, an abandonment of its core values and did that get published what's up did that get published um i have not published it anywhere else uh i'd like to take some time to like fix it up a little bit and you know hash out some of the ideas that were not really fully developed because i hadn't truly lived the experience yet um but definitely that's something that's that's a goal of mine in the next couple years i would love to read that yeah i can shoot you over a copy of that for sure yeah I think other people would find that really interesting. I think it'd be like a, it could be quite an important book right now. Yeah. Have you read um, Energy Flash? No. Okay. Yeah, that was, uh, that book was really inspiring to me. Um, Tell me a little bit that about that. Tell me a bit as well. Um, Tell me a bit about that book. Um, it's just like, a, it's basically like an overview of, you know, kind of all the different m- movements that have happened within dance music, um, you know, starting with, you know, starting with like disco demolition derby and like kind of the factors that like led to what we, you know, what we call house music. Um, yeah. And, you know, they talk about, you know, it gives you like a little, you know, each chapter is like about one, one scene at one place in time at one place and one time. Um, and it just kind of goes through it. And I just, you know, I realized through reading that book that there was just a lot more to, you know, a lot more to electronic music than what I had been exposed to. That's really interesting. It just made me think, what do you think that the the biggest driving factors are of where the dance music scene is? Is it is it socioeconomics? Is it political? Is it other music trends that it's reacting against? What what do you what do you think makes the scene what it is at any given time? Um, I would definitely say it's a combination of those factors. Um, you know, I think now, you know, now we're like fully into the digital and social media era. So I think everything is kind of connected to the rest of the world and the rest of history in a way that it never has been. Um, yeah, so I think, you know, I think there's a lot of those issues like socioeconomic issues are, you know, were a big part of, you know, kind of especially in the early days. Um, you know, the people that, you know, the people that really started house music were people that like, you know, were not being led into, you know, a lot of the more mainstream venues. You know, it was a lot of like, you know, in, in Chicago, it was a lot of like, you know, a lot of the gay community and the black community. Um, and there was, you know, there was a lot of prejudice going on around there. And so, it, you know, it kind of started, it started, it's always kind of been this like 
kind of like a safe, a safe haven for, you know, people to just kind of, you know, practice the values of like inclusivity and togetherness. Um, and that's, I think and that's you know, what I, you brought into the, into the understated ethos, right? Yeah. And I think, you know, kind of what, you know, what we formed as a reaction towards is like the increasing influence of like corporate money in dance music. Um, and it's, you know, we noticed that it was kind of starting to just become this big money grab and that's what was driving, that's what was driving the trends in events and records. And I would, you know, personally, I think leading to like a lessening of the music. So we're coming up for three years yeah, since, exciting. since the understated family was born. Yeah. And we're having a big celebration, aren't we, on the 31st of this month. Yeah, we're tell really us, looking forward us, to that. Yeah, we're we all are. I'm looking forward to it as well. And, <laughs> and um, uh, we just announced the lineup, and um, of course, I'm on it. And uh, but there's, uh, I mean, where do you start? Give us, give us, just bang out a few names that are on this list, Micah. Let everybody uh, know. All right, so yeah, um, really excited about having those bonus sisters on this lineup. Um, I've been wanting to book them for a really long time. Um, you know, never really quite had like the right opportunity, and then. You know, now is kind of a good time. Uh, Wyatt Marshall's been great. He's, uh, you know, he's making some moves. He's really getting out there. Yeah, uh, sure. Kurt Reynolds has been like a friend of ours since before Understated was even a thing. Um, so we've always wanted to, we've always wanted to book him. His name has come up for pretty much every party that we've ever done and decided it was now time. So we got the, those are kind of, those are like the main room. And then, um, you know, we got Tori coming down from San Francisco. Me and her go way back. We used to blog together for 6 a.m. group. Um, let's see, we got, yeah, so many people, so many people that I'm really looking forward to work out. All the label artists, you know, we got like Tommy. Uh, we got you playing on there. Um, you know, Manolo and 28. Yeah. Um, just a lot of, a lot of great talent around the board. And, you know, we have it separated out into three rooms and each of the rooms kind of has a different purpose. You know, yeah, so because like one of the one of the signatures of an understated party is that, and we talked about this um, with um, Mike, Monsieur Frazier, um, because the visual and the whole immersive experience is not working separately, but totally in tandem with the Sonic, right? So. Yeah. Uh, what are we? What will we come to expect from from you on that on the thirty first? Um, I would say definitely like the kind of central philosophy of our brand is subtlety. Um, you know, using less to achieve more, um, and you know that's where the name of our brand comes from as well, um, which is uh, creation. Zach Zach actually came up with the name, um, which is it was brilliant and. It's really very fitting for what we do. So, you know, I think like, you know, production wise, it's like we want just we want just like cool, simple and to the point. Um, you know, we don't want to like we don't want people to get too distracted by what they're seeing visually, but we want to make make it something that you look at and it feels good. That's really exciting. I, I can't wait. I think it's going to be so I think it's going to be such a hot night. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And, you know, we have a new guy now that's, you know, been doing our new-ish. You know, he's been working with us in various contexts for the past year. But, you know, we're bringing him a little bit more into the fold now. Um, Romario, a really talented guy who does visuals. Um, you know, he works with, like, he works with big big acts, like, you know, guys like Zoo and, you know, kind of some of those bigger productions. But 
you know, he wants to give back to the underground community and, you know, he reached out to us, wanted to get him a little bit involved. So he's been, you know, he's been grinding away, like really helping us out and kind of helping us reimagine like what our aesthetic even is. That's great, isn't it? I mean, that's such a big part of it. Bot was saying this as well, that, you know, giving back to the community once you've kind of got your foothold it is what keeps the whole scene alive and what keeps the whole thing moving. It's so important, isn't it? And so refreshing when you hear that that's happening. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's, you know, it's really great that like, you know, it's great to see, you know, kind of people putting their egos aside and, you know, working, you know, just, you know, doing what's best for the, you know, what's best for the community, what's best for the brand, what's best for the event. And yeah, that's what we're trying to get back to. So you said you used to blog for 6am. Yeah. Right. What I want to know what 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 I want to know a little bit about that, but also about the other kind of jobs that you've had over the years, because I'm sure yeah. it's all fed into who you are and what you're doing right now, right? Yeah, it, it, it has definitely all everything that I've done, you know, together has collectively like driven me towards this. What was your um, first ever job? First ever job, like not in music? Whatever, anything. Uh, the first job I was working at Perry's Bike Rentals in Santa Monica Beach. There uh, it is. Yeah, summer after 10th grade. That's um, awesome. Yeah, you know, I always kind of worked a little bit of things here and there. Um, you know, I've never had a super traditional nine to five job. Um, like the, the closest thing that I had to that was, you said you haven't either? No, I said lucky you. Oh, lucky, yeah. Um, you know, it comes with its, pit, its pitfalls and, you know, you make some sacrifices, but, you know, it's kind of forced me to be in like some kind of a work mode 24 seven. Um, you know, it's a little bit of a double-edged sword. You know, the closest thing I had to like a traditional job, I was working for uh, an app called Joyride, um, writing up like, it's like a game show app. So I was writing like music quizzes. Um, and that was, that was really great. But, you know, I eventually uh, wasn't crazy about like working from home. Um, and I was, you know, wanting to do something a little bit more that was like tying into what's going on with Understated. Um, and then the opportunity to get involved with EJAGS at the venue came about. Um, and so I quit my job, uh, moved home for a little bit to save a little bit of money while I got things off the ground with him. Um, and now I'm just, you know, kind of building with him and tying that back into understated and trying to, you know, kind of marry the different things that I'm working on so that everybody can benefit from it. That's great. Now, we haven't talked about Burning Man. Yeah, Burning Man's been a big, a big uh, force shaping where I'm at right now. So how did that come into your life? Um, it was something, you know, I've been going to festivals for a few years. Um, so I was always heard about Burning Man. Um, it was always this, you know, I had this idea of like, oh, sometime I'm going to go. Um, you know, we started throwing parties at our venue, um, which is, and the venue is really kind of like an outgrowth of Nuts Camp. You know, everybody that works there is part of our, part of the camp. And, you know, it kind of serves to be like a home for that community. Um, it starts to be a home for the community, like off the playa. Um, so I was hearing about it for a while and, you know, we started throwing our parties there and getting in with that, getting in with that crew. And, you know, one thing led to another. And I was, you know, I was asking EJAGS to, if I could join the camp for a while. And he's like, you know, we don't really like bring new people in. And, you know, they're definitely like kind of was like resisting it for a little while. And then as we started working together more and more, um, you know, he kind of saw what I was about and, you know, one day he just showed up at a party. He's like, here, I got you tickets. Like you come with me to the burn, like, and kind of, you know, the rest was history. 
you know, and I felt and that community has been really, really been there for me in so many ways that go beyond just the music stuff, just on a personal level, you know, it really feels like my family. Um, so I've, you know, I've chosen to get a little bit more involved every year. And, you know, now I'm at a point where I don't really, I can't really like imagine my life without Burning Man. The interesting thing about that is from my perspective, as someone who's only been in LA for three years, that coming to your parties, they don't feel like burner parties, right? And I've been to a lot of them and a yeah. lot of parties that are, that feel like an extension of Burning Man yeah. in the months in between. So yeah. how do you, how do you strike that balance? Like, what are you pulling from Burning Man and what are you leaving behind? Yeah. So I would say, um, you know, what we're, especially like what we're pulling from is like this, you know, this idea of like that everybody's on the same footing that like, you know, we're not going to judge people based on like how they look and we're just going to, you know, come together and come together and really celebrate. Um, and I think like, you know, in a lot of ways, like understated is kind of like cut from the cloth that is nuts camp because like, you know, the catalyst for that really was like hanging out around parallel universe and getting to know these people from the camp. And I didn't realize that at the time I didn't realize that everybody was all connected that was working. there was all connected through the camp. Um, so, I mean, we've definitely taken a lot of that kind of community vibe and looking out for each other. Um, I think something that we've like left behind is a little bit more of like the crazy fashion and the, like the over the top absurdism um, which is something that I actually really enjoy about Burning Man. I mean, I, you know, I like wearing crazy things and expressing myself in weird ways. And we don't, you know, we don't, that's not unwelcome at our parties. You know, you'll see people dress like they're about to go to a festival, but you'll also see, you know, industry people just wearing all black. Um, so it's like really that kind of like everybody being on the same footing that, that we take home from it. And there's definitely some, some burner parties that are a little bit more focused on the drugs and the partying. Um, you know, and for us, it's it's all about it's all about the music. And what would you say if there was one thing that you wish people knew about Understated that they might not already? What is that? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think that what I would probably say is that you know it didn't just happen overnight. Like a lot of people on the outside, they see you know they saw what happened. You know, I saw our first party. We had like four hundred people and. It just kind of like took off very quickly once that happened, but you know the wheels have been the wheels have been in motion for this since like 2010. You know when I first when I first met Fraser and we started working on music together, and you know we've this whole the team has been kind of grinding away on their own things that have all led to us being able to do this and you know paying our dues over the years. Um, so I think you know. A lot of people ask us like how it's happened so quickly, but it, you know, the real answer is like, it didn't happen quickly. It's just, you know, we were putting our work in behind the scenes. Well, since you mentioned it, this might not be allowed, but rumor has it that you and Ms. Joe Frazier are back in the studio together. Is this true? This is, that is true. What's going on? Fill us in. Uh, yeah. I mean, we've, uh, you know, we used to be, a, we used to have a group together called Sunset Groove. Um, and Zach was our manager and, you know, we kind of like went our own separate ways for a little bit because we weren't getting the bookings that we wanted and we weren't getting the label releases that we wanted. Um, you know, I've been kind of like silently like plugging away, just kind of dabbling in different, you know, dabbling in some different tunes. And, you know, it's been a long time since I've finished anything and since I've like forced myself to finish anything. And, 
you know, Frazier's kind of been a little bit more, was a little bit more focused on the DJing for a long time. And, you know, we're putting out a compilation and, you know, everybody in the crew was like, dude, you guys need to put something on the compilation. So, you know, we just kind of, we just like, all right, screw it. Like, let's, you know, now's the time to get back into it. Um, so we, you know, we knocked something out this past weekend. We just finished a couple nights ago and sounding really, really excited about the way this one sounds. So it's going to be on the January compilation. Yeah. Phenomenal. And what's the vibe? Um, it's a little bit of a mishmash. I would say there's like a, I would say there's a touch of like bicep and fortet kind of that really, that really heady, really like deep emotional house. Um, you know, we've got like a, it's got like a, like a classic garage break sample, um, you know, it's got some tech, I'd say it's got some techno elements in it as well. Um, a little bit of a touch of deep house, it's definitely very eclectic and, you know, good representation of like what we've been, you know, what we've been messing with over the years. It's exciting. Yeah. And then and- there's also, um, there's also, you know, we also potentially might be releasing a vocal version, a vocal mix as well. Sometime farther down the line, um, you know, my friend Sarah and I wrote some lyrics and we've been trying to figure out what to do with them for a while. And, you know, they work with that. So. Yeah, but for this one, it's just you know, it's instrumental. It's just instrumental for this what we're putting on the comp, and it sounds great. You know, we had we had a really had a blast making it. You know, it was like Mike and I were working it. We were working on it at Andrew's place, and you know, me and Mike working on that, and you know, Andrew plugging away on label things, and Zach plugging away on things for the three year, and it was really nice getting back to that kind of vibe of just everybody together, like working on their own things, and you know, it was great for you know me because I can see them kind of like you know bobbing their head a little bit or like not reacting to the tunes and that can adjust and yeah that's so exciting yeah so can we hear it now yeah absolutely i'll shoot it over okay so um this is a nice surprise in the middle of our interview but this is a preview of uh micah smith this is lazy river
Well, that was an unexpected treat and what a great track that is, dude. Congratulations. So amongst the parties that you uh, currently and in the past have experienced in LA, where would you say, what are the parties where you feel people have been getting it right? Where, where, what have you been influenced by? And uh, been influenced, um, definitely been influenced a lot by Incognito. Um, that was my first, uh, that was kind of my first taste of underground, of underground culture and seeing what an underground party was. Um, let's see. Yeah, Incognito. And when I was, you know, when I was working for 6am, we were, uh, you know, we were helping them, you know, with some of their, with builds for some of their parties. So, you know, I met all those guys. Um, Dialogue as well was like a big inspiration. Um, they were like the first party that I ever went to at, at Ejax Parallel Universe. Um, I kind of saw what they could do with that space. Um, you know, Dig Deeper has been very influential as well. Um, yeah, I would say those are kind of the main undergrounds. 900 Block as well. They started right around the same time that we did. Or they started a year before, but their first party that I went to was like either a couple weeks before or a couple weeks after understated. So we've always kind of like played off each other with them and they've, you know, always kind of seen them as like a sister brand. What what can we expect in the coming months and years from understated? What are you excited about? Is there anything you can tell us that you're looking forward to? Um, definitely looking forward to like doing another uh, another West Coast tour. Um, you know, we did our mini tour last year. We kind of planned that at the last minute and it was kind of one of those Murphy's Law situations where like everything that could go wrong went wrong. You know, our RV broke down before we left town. You know, we had two cars get breaking, broken into on the way. Uh, Zach's car broke down like on the way to one of the shows and we had like, yeah, it was, it was a whole, it was a whole situation. And, you know, the lesson that we learned from that was like, you know, you can't plan a tour in two weeks. So we're going to, you know, we're going back to the drawing board this year, figuring out how to do it a little better. So we're not scrambling so hard. Um, really looking forward to that. Uh, looking forward to, you know, getting more involved. Like we did a pool party two summers ago um, and then we took last summer off. And so I'd like, we're definitely would like to explore that as well. Um, and then, you know, I'm going to be, me and Eric are going to be building out the venue a little bit. Um, you know, expanding it. We've been doing little construction projects every week. Um, so we're just really excited to grow and, you know, start moving into like, you know, also booking some bigger international talent as well. Um, while at the same time, like, you know, really still, you know, still nurturing the underground community. Um, so it was, you know, we'll probably be seeing, you know, another, another new separate event series of some sort, um, kind of a new concept event because the o understated OO series has been, been really incredible but there's also you know there's other formats that we want to experiment with um you know so collaborate exciting with, yeah something you know personally that i've always wanted to make happen you know it's not necessarily underway at the moment but it's you know kind of a long-term goal is to do a block party in downtown um with the main stage out in the streets and then uh you know a couple warehouses each having side stages um dynamite yeah, there's a lot. And then also, you know, from my own standpoint, like trying to get back into more making more music this year and like, you know, maybe put out an EP sometime later in the year and keep building. Exciting times. 2020 is the year. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show. I know you've got lots to do, but um, I think it's been actually really enlightening to hear about the the roots of the of the brand from from the horse's mouth, you know, and um and 
uh, I know it's just going to go from strength to strength. So uh, the 31st is the date. Come down and join the party because uh, what a celebration that's going to be, right? Three years. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited about that one. And coming up immediately on the back of this interview is an absolute banger of a guest mix from, from Micah. <laughs> so I'm really excited for you to hear all of that. And for now, uh, thank you, Micah, for coming on. And uh, I'll see you soon. All right. Thanks so much for having me. All right. Peace. The Guest Mix.
why you don't want to be alone. Now I should hang up after what you put me through. There's no reason for me to talk to you except that no one else makes me feel the way you do. It's a shame, boy, but my heart is hooked on you. Well, you've been doing me wrong ever since I let you in, yeah. But it's your love that thrills me to no end. I've got a bad, bad habit, baby. And baby, it's you. Baby, it's you.
That was a really sweet guest mix from Micah Smith. And that is all we have time for on this episode of LA Underground. Next up in the next episode will be Craig Williams. And don't forget, you can buy tickets to the understated third birthday over on Restless Nights. There will, of course, be tickets available on the door if they haven't sold out. So I would suggest getting involved right now. Please, please, please go to iTunes and do a little subscription 
It really, really does help in getting the podcast up the ratings. You can follow me at Rukin Official on any of the socials. You can also get any of the understated news and follow what's going on with the label and the brand at Understated LA. But for now, that's it for episode 22. This is Rukin. You've been listening to Understated Presents LA Underground. See ya! Understated LA.